Welcome to AB Testing Podcast, your modern testing podcast. Your hosts, Alan and Brent, will be here to guide you through topics on testing, leadership, agile, and anything else that comes to mind. Now, on with the show. Hello again, everybody. Howdy. Wow, that's going to spike the levels. That was loud. Happy holidays. Hey, a lot of things going on. It's the holiday time of the year. It's episode 113. We're recording on Friday the 13th, and it's our last show of 2019. Is today actually Friday the 13th? Oh, wow, it is. That's a different different song for Friday the 13th. So where was I before you derailed me? Uh, I said, you said it was Friday the 13th, and I said, oh, is it? Yes, yes. And I'm happy because if you've heard me bitch in the past when we talked about these year-end episodes, I don't like this 2010, 2011, it was 2010, 2011, 2012. And I finally, with 2020, people will begin pronouncing the year correctly. I think in 1910, people didn't say, or 1917, 1919, didn't say, oh, the year is 1,919. And you won't have to deal with it. Again, until year 3,000 now. Yes, I know. And I'm probably <laughs> going to live forever. And uh, no, I'm actually, as we all know, getting closer and closer to dying. But that's what happens. I aren't, but aren't we all? Yes. Uh, and I'm closer to death now because I lost a couple years of my life in blood pressure, uh, wrecking my heart last night, screaming at my computer while watching the uh, the impeachment hearings. Oh. That was a mistake. I, I, I sure wish I could get that time back someday. Sigh. <laughs> so, uh, as we do every... Actually, you know what's going to happen here in a minute. I'll explain it for the new listeners, the new listener. Man, there was a bunch of stuff I was going to mention I thought of on the way in here that I've forgotten. So, I'll just say, hey, Brent, what's new with you? Uh, we'll probably get into it when we get further into the episode. All righty. Um, uh Needless to say, this is is shaping up to be one of the best, uh, I'll call it fiscal years I've ever had. We have, uh, <laughs> we've done well, uh, my org. Your new one? New one. Nice. Done well. Won't throw any numbers out there because that would get me fired, and I like the job. I'm not, gonna, not ready to get fired yet. Hey, speaking of which, you recently sent out a, a text about your new manager no, blaming you for things. He, he's not my new manager. I've had him for eight months. And he took a while for me to get to know, and he's still a little hard to read. But I'm slowly getting the – like, I just do what I want. It's Autonomous Allen. A.A. Yeah, and yeah. I – which is funny because another in, – in response to this, I'll go backward into this. One of our One of our listeners – Said, it's weird thinking of Alan having a boss, but sure, I guess so. But yeah, I have. It's funny you mentioned that because you're in my head. Because I, what are you laughing at? I'm just wondering if I'm wearing clothes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Please save me. It's not a good place if you're in Alan's head. Anything could happen. Yeah. No, you're. Uh, Straight jacket. I need to wash my my brain out with the soap. <laughs> Gross. Okay. So anyway, uh, I w- for the last 
as long as I can remember my career, I kind of do what I want. And I'm very good at that. Not meaning I'm good at doing what I want because everyone's good at doing what they want. I am good and lucky at choosing things that make a difference. And he's also very good at um, showing that allowing him the autonomy will create business value. That's an important characteristic. And that's just not for me. That's a culture thing. And also, when you're an exec leader, uh, you don't want to spend a lot of time. In fact, I'll put it this way. If you're an exec leader, you shouldn't have to spend any of your time telling people what to do. You can nudge him in a direction, which he has done from time to time, but which he did with this complaint he gave me, which okay. we, which we'll now back into. Uh, I put this on our rants channel on one of the three If you want to invite, you can go to moderntesting.org. There is a link there. You can come join the fun. And I am trying hard not to go into tangent inception. Anyway, I did a rant. It was more of a humble brag rant, and I'll admit that. I said, uh, my boss is blaming me for all of our quality improvements. Yeah, that that and, uh, hard to parse. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think so. I don't think so. What it means is we've massively increased our velocity, decreased our number of incidents, and decreased the revenue lost from those interest in incidents. All while greatly a big number increasing our revenue over the year. Okay, and. I tried to tell. You should feel bad for your. He didn't. <laughs> blame does not necessarily mean bad. I don't understand why this is so difficult to parse for you. It's blame. Uh, so I. Okay, it was. It was. When, it, it was a in joke. In a written format, I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. I. I think if there you was can. a typo. Do you do you read things very often? Is this I, the thing that you can do? That. that it's a skill I'm developing. The idea is are all these things are happening and I say and and because it's me and I do everything I do is small micro coaching adjustments and nudges here and there and a little bit of organizing and asking lots of good questions here and there. So I said, I'm not sure how much of this blame I can take. And he convinced me how much of how much of this is due to things I've done. And he convinced me uh, whether I believe him or not. This is where the blame comes in. He says, no, Alan, you did this. I said, okay, great. So that's part one. That's part one of my rant. The second part is, and okay, so I explain it for Brent, who is dense. I'm really, re- really. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You- I've, I've been bored for 113 <laughs> episodes. Give me a break. Actually, no. ADD uh, trigger. I'm moving on. Actually, 111 I, episodes. Because thank God you weren't on one. Um, <laughs> that yeah. So 113 minus yeah, one. Yeah, this is this is the 113th. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I fixed the math that the the I fixed the error in my head. Anyway, okay. I'll so if I you. translate what so, you're saying no, you don't in, need, uh, in more succinct. Everyone, every six <laughs> billion people in the world look at oh yeah, I know what he means. Except for Brent going um uh. It was a good thing. He he likes what's happening in quality. Wants me to put together a presentation explaining sort of what we did. So you got to do a brag deck for your CEO. Yes, it's more than a brag deck. It's also explaining because we're going to expand a lot, and this is a a good concern and one I'm I'm willing and happy to take on. Which is if we're going to grow the number of people in the org, 
Uh, we've all seen this before. You add a bunch, of, especially Microsoft, when you, we buy a company and say, oh, that's not enough people. You need to double those. And then they, the company ends up dying. Uh, rant. Nokia. Uh, <laughs> so uh, what I need to do is try and put that in a way that shows not only what we've done, but what we've learned and what we're doing so that we know that when we expand, it's all pure acceleration and not creating bottlenecks. How to bottlenecks. make it scale and yeah. how to... How to Pitch yeah. to the CEO. That I was, I was going to say, how do you make it scale? That's so damn cliche that I didn't want to. Everybody says, and then how do you make that scale? I don't like saying that I'm, I'm a, I'm a loner. I don't like saying the things everyone else is saying. So anyway, you brought it up. So now we're going to move on. This is episode 113. That part doesn't matter. What matters is it's the last episode. Are you bored again? Nope. It's the last episode of 2019. And we're going to talk about, we're going to take some time to reflect on 2019, including the predictions we made almost exactly one year ago. And then we'll talk about what we think is going to happen in 2020. And then I'm going to strangle Brent, tear off his neck, tear off his head reattach it to his neck backward using his hair as thread and then i'll go home and celebrate my happy holidays all right happy holidays so brent telling do you want to start with a little bit of reflection on 2019 or do predictions on 2019 or 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 interweave them together uh we could talk about you know the the last year the last year's predictions I did not write those down. Did you? I did. Heck yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and we were talking in the hallway on the way to this room earlier, and our predictions were more uh, more of the self-fulfilling variety. Like They were more of like goals, like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> right. Uh, m- most were. I am not going to do this. <laughs> but, but some weren't, and we were still remarkably accurate for two old dumb guys. I have them. So, Brent, we started with yours last year, mm. and the first a- one is worth worth some mentioning today, which is Brent will finally decide whether or not he'll graduate. And not only did he make a decision as of maybe a week and a half ago. No, Monday. As of Monday, I'm again old, Brent <laughs> has graduated. Round of applause from the three. I have completed it. I, I I don't have my piece of paper yet. That should take two weeks for someone to tell me that they're gonna that I uh, get the piece of paper, and then another month before doing it. That semester was hell, as I knew it would be. Um, it was interesting going back to listening to the first episode of this year. Uh, because then I was still knee-deep in sort of the, the, the torturous decision-making process and what finally pushed me over. Um, I am done. Uh, I do not foresee me ever pursuing a PhD. Oh, then you can make everyone call you a doctor. Oh, uh, for sure. Right. I, I was considering making you have to uh, refer to Mr. Brent Jensen, MS this whole episode but then i thought that was stupid you've Um, never called me mr alan page mm that's true Mm. Mm. i got (laughs) i have a degree in mbop the uh song by hansen from the 
Um, 90s. Anyway, go on. So I'm still kind of reeling it in it. Uh, this this weekend will be the first weekend in a very long time where I don't have to come into work to do schoolwork. Uh, so there's that there's that uh, aspect of uh, feeling that there's a big gaping hole uh, that you should be doing something now uh, that I I'm gonna have to fill. Yeah, I think you'll find something. Oh, I I know one of them. Well, obviously, yeah. But I'm way behind on holiday shopping, so I gotta I got that one to use. You just need a couple hours on Amazon. Um, and, uh, I have not even launched Xbox, even to watch Netflix oh. in at least six months. Expanse came out last night. It's all I could do I, to not stay up and watch I it. I don't even know what that is. You may have to start from the beginning. <laughs> it's one of my favorite shows of all time now. Oh, on Netflix? Amazon. And oh. actually Amazon, they, uh, they were on sci-fi originally and Amazon bought that they were going to be canceled after three seasons and Amazon bought them and are producing more on Amazon. I haven't started yet, but I'm excited to get into the boys. Have you watched that? No. The boys is a episode around. It's a superhero show. What? But the superheroes are sort of like a justice league type of thing. But then they realize that the best way to keep it's it's kind of like if you combine Justice League and iRobot, where the, the all-powerful beings realize that the way to keep peace is to control it. And the boys are a set of, of regular people uh, trying to revolt against these super-powered individuals. I will check it out. All right. So then you predicted moving so, back. So wait, oh, wait, wait. So far, more on the graduate. So far, degree. one prediction correct. One prediction correct. Uh, you can keep tally over there on your, <laughs> your little notepad. All right, done. You also said, this one's uh, not self-fulfilling, and it's interesting and probably worth talking about for a moment. You predicted there would be more controversy and attacks on modern testing. Yeah. And I'm happy to say, and like we've said before, and I'll, and I'll repeat it again, is we've had... Various attacks on modern testing, mainly people not agreeing with some of the principles or whatever. There was a conference recently where someone made a, a passive mark about modern testing. Uh, they tried to attack it, but they didn't understand it, so it didn't count, I guess. But we had someone else write a uh, series of articles on LinkedIn, sort of passively, aggressively attacking modern testing principles. And what I say to them is what you said to them is, welcome to the conversation. Oh, yeah. It, no, so... I, I think the attacks have gone up. Um, the the one individual that you're referring to is actually one of the thought leaders on the traditionalist side of testing with confirmed a confirmed quote where they're referring to modern testing. right it's it it's definitely on the mind uh, of the traditionalists, and I do think that. That's going to become more, more and more open. Yeah, and to be clear, the people that look funny at us are much more in that traditional test camp, and we don't mean traditional. Someone brought up software testing techniques, which is, I said, well, this is traditional, and they never brought. That. Oh, it was Rex Black that brought that up, and 
Bizer, if I recall correctly, Bizer wrote software testing techniques for developers. But anyway, I digress. I'm not going to find the quote here because of my tweets or all my complaints about the impeachment hearings last night. But uh, I'll paraphrase. The people attacking, this part is not paraphrase, people who are concerned with modern testing are these traditional type testers and they think it's attacking testing. But as Brent and I have said, we care very little about testing. We care a lot about quality. Mm-hmm. And what the principles are about is about building quality software. We call it modern testing because it's an antidote or a alternate way of looking at the traditional way of testing last or testing as the way as the primary way to improve or to decrease risk and improve quality. So as many people from the test community who think, oh, oh the customer can't evaluate quality or you can never not have testers. I'm reading, and I, I put a couple of quotes, and this is where the paraphrase is going to come in. I'm reading The Unicorn Project, which is about, it's a horror story about a DevOps transformation, meaning they describe this company in the worst possible state. This is one of my, one of my only complaints about the book, is that the scenario they describe is so contrivedly bad, and maybe there are companies like this, and somebody will tell me there are, that it's a little hard to go, yeah, okay, surely someone must have done something. But anyway... One of the quotes in there is the the main character of the story, Maxine, is is working with QA, and she makes some comment says uh, they'll they'll pair and help on testing here, knowing eventually the QA group will move into an advisory or consulting role. I thought, oh my god, yeah. Well, and it, not surprising. It's like oh, and this goes back to as much as you're mad at Brent and I for the modern testing principles, we're just taking what's already there. And looking at it and going, this is what works and writing it down and, and, and putting a label on it. We didn't invent modern testing principles as much as we corralled them from our influences and in how to make quality software and, and, and experiences. And I think, you know, moving to coaching as consultant, that was largely driven from my experiences and my uh, coaching two test teams and then moving to Unity doing the same thing. This is how it's supposed to work. It's not a new concept, um, but what what i think we're doing is we're pointing it out as key right uh agile testing right the leeson uh leeson i I combined her first and last name sorry lisa Lisa crispin and janet gregory for those that don't speak brent right they've been talking about whole team testing for a very long time yes right and and all we're and we're just you don't a big get the whole team testing without your specialist taking yeah. on a coaching role really all we're doing is putting a big fat ex- exclamation point on it <laughs> it's contagious oh uh, <laughs> yeah yeah let's do another one okay uh so i think like lots of head nods people are bored as bored as brent I'm saying I'm at you two al- so far. You also, and you're going to be at three in a second here, because you also said we'll begin to see more practical applications of modern testing. Yes. And not only are we hearing more, like I use these principles. We had David from the three pull out the principles during his interview at a job, which he got. We have people giving talks about modern testing. We had one at the online test conference. Literally, I read the abstract said, wow, this is cool. I went to post about it to see if that person was in our Slack group and they joined as I was opening up the Slack group. <laughs> cool. Said, hey, welcome. I was just, don't, this is not creepy. I was just thinking of you. Uh, 
So yeah, we are seeing not just people that have listened to the podcast. We're seeing it the other way. Maybe at first we had people listen to the podcast going or see talks that I gave and go, yeah, I'm gonna, there's some of this I can go try. We're seeing people discover modern testing on their own without knowing what it is and then coming and finding us going, yeah, here's a home to describe what I've already been doing. Right. It's sort of the, like the, the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? N- now it's, we are seeing signs of modern testing being a th- thing with people not knowing uh, the source. We've had a large number of people this year uh, have presentations uh, on the theme or even explicitly refer to modern testing. Uh, It is, and as part of that virality, we're seeing new people come into it and um, not knowing the source, which is fine. Uh, It doesn't offend me at all. What so? What I mean is. When people are introduced, Alan's looking at me. For those not watching the video, no, no, no. I was thinking, <laughs> I was bored, and oh. <laughs> and, think, and try and remember who said something I wanted to bring up later. I was actually planning. I was I was playing three D chess with our podcast. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I appreciate the strategy. Okay, go on. Yeah. So there are signs that MT's starting to take on its own life, right? It, in uh, oh, in a, in a potentially in a way that that you and I will no longer be able to uh, control. Yeah, and that's fine. Uh, I'm not worried about it at and, all. And it's not like I'd ever see someone, or you either, we wouldn't see someone coaching their team and trying to make them faster, go, hey, that's modern testing, you have to call it that. That's absolutely the opposite of our intent. Once it once it achieves that tipping point and it's got its own momentum, uh, to me it's going to be the sign that you and I need to start thinking about Okay, what's the next No, and I think we're already the there. We started off talking about like here here's why these things are important and why you should think they're important too. We don't have to sell that as much anymore. It's more on the practicality. How do you how do you mature on these? How do you what's that transition like from moving into a coaching role and how do you how do you keep the team sharp and, and understand new things? It's more of the practical and advanced application of the principles more than the convincing people their valid part we did in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, because no one's a winner all the time, Brent's final prediction was we will create principle number eight. Did not happen, did not need to happen, not to say it will never happen. Yeah. And you can go back to episode 97-ish. Uh, 96. No, I, I did. I was. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the idea there we're not, we won't dive into deeply was that what about the individual? How do we make sure the person uh, doing this is taken care of? And maybe that came up in context because as we recorded last year's, I was still in job limbo. I wasn't moved into my new cool monetization. Alan does what he wants role. Yeah, we, we we had a good discussion on that one. The way I would interpret number six is, or 96, rather, when we talked about my proposed principle eight, uh, we had a good discussion. Uh, I concluded that we, we, at minimum, both needed to be uh, anonymous, or not anonymous, uh, unanimous, 
on it being a good principle before proposing it to the three. Um, as at this point in time, I don't think MT we curate it. I don't think we own it. Meaning, it's the principle number five. It's the customers that, that define it. So I don't think we fully closed or locked it down, uh, but uh, because we're very ADD ridden, we never brought it up again. And one of the things Alan pointed out uh, in that episode is that I don't think, or he he didn't think it was important enough to put on there. And I think time has it, it's. I think time has proven that out. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Excellent. I'm three for four. All right, and that was the end of your predictions. Before we get to mine, uh, we had a couple other predictions throughout the year, mm-hmm. or, or for that episode. Uh, one was from Ryan Quellhorse. He had a couple, but the one I want to call out is the rise of, say, continued rise of DevOps. DevOps, DevOps, DevOps. Mm-hmm. And I think the Unicorn Project and watching what they're doing with the DevOps transformation is a lot about modern testing. So I'm going to slightly skew his prediction and show that yes and I've said a few episodes ago uh, and it could just be biased because I'm, I'm taking over the DevOps team at in our org at Unity but it is a fantastic way to draw to accelerate the achievement of global quality I think DevOps I is think all about 2019 that. absolutely uh, in the context of the AB testing uh, podcast anyway if not the world I think 2019 was the year of DevOps I, I can't disagree. And did Acce- Accelerate came out in 2018, if I remember correctly. Uh, it wasn't a 2019 book. Definitely not. Could have no, even been 2017. We weren't aware of it until No, I, I definitely read it in 2018 because no. it was an inspiration for me in the quality culture acceleration, quality culture transition guide I wrote. It was some of the inspiration for how I put that together. So that's, that's how I know it was out of year. And then uh, Tess Pappy had a couple of predictions. Hey, Patrick. Uh, he said Trump will manage to go two days, in two straight days without being a total D-bag. And he, that's wrong. He failed. Couldn't make it two days. And he also predicted, <laughs> these, his other prediction, which also thankfully didn't happen other than a well-photoshopped uh, or, or CSS edited, is he predicted there would be an ISTQB modern testing certification. Yeah, <laughs> a little tongue in cheek. Okay, yeah, that um, one will never, ever, ever, ever happen. Many of my predictions were also self fulfilling. I'll go through my five predictions. You can comment. I said I was well on track to move myself out of a role. Done. Done. Check. It's sort of what I do for better or for worse, and and luckily I tend to land well despite uh, everything around me. Um. I think you thrive better in ambiguous environments. I do. I do. I, I I do. That's where I like to live. I predicted that I would not speak at any testing conferences in 2019. I did not. I spoke at one conference, Oridev, in as we talked about a few episodes ago. So also true. Again, very easy to make that self-fulfilling. Come, we'll come back and figure out what I'm doing in 2020. I predicted that Avengers would be my favorite movie of 2019. Ooh. Ooh, struggle. If he says it wasn't, 
then he's wrong on the prediction. But if it says it was, and it wasn't, then he's a liar on air. <laughs> What's your choice? Uh, I don't know. I I don't think I can. I think it was a, a bad prediction that I shouldn't answer because of the exact same things you just said. And honestly, it's probably between that and Captain Marvel, which a lot of people didn't like. I really liked it. Uh, I wrote it down. I I did not do a lot of movies this year. Um, but of the ones that I did see, and here I'm, I'm limiting it to the ones that I saw in the theaters. Um, Captain Marvel was the best one I saw in theater, and I saw Endgame. I did not like Endgame. I did not not like it. I actually I like all the Marvel movies, but I liked I think I liked Captain Marvel more. So interesting you brought that up. Yeah, I definitely liked Captain Marvel. Okay, let's move on. Uh, my last one was. Not there was no way for me to make this self-fulfilling and it was really made off the cuff, but more on gut and maybe more on want and more of me wanting to uh, we have one of our listeners, Mike, Michael Richards, who, who is a big Real Salt Lake fan. That's Major League Soccer for those not in the U.S. It's it's like it's like real soccer. They play in Europe, just a little slower with a little, a little clumsier. But I predicted that our local team, Seattle Sounders Football Club would make it to the MLS Cup, which is a, a end-of-year tournament, and that they would win. And I'm happy to say that not only did they win, is that I was at the game and uh, had a fantastic time watching my home team win the championship. So uh, super happy that one came true, and I got to be a little bit of a part of it. Exciting stuff. Congrats. Yeah, well, yeah. So I mostly I kicked butt on my predictions. <laughs> they were kind in hindsight, they were kind of safe predictions. Yeah, it, no, it's better to make predictions, uh, uh, particularly if you're going to get judged at the end of it. It's better to make predictions that you're in control of, right? Um, so I recently learned uh, I'm not uh, a master of, of the soccer's, uh, but I recently learned, and hopefully it's a true fact. Uh, that Drew Carey is either owner or part owner. Yes, of, he's, uh, he's part whoa, owner. Good. Yeah, I didn't. I'm like, oh, neat. He is. <laughs> I'm, I'm a fan of Drew Carey. Are you a fan of Macklemore? Uh, I could listen to Thrift Shop on repeat all day long. I love that song. I, I, but I, I, I don't I went, know that I would say I'm a fan of Macklemore. I, I went to college with Michael Wansley. He sings the. He, he's the singer on the song. Oh. And he's another part owner. And uh, Russell Wilson from the Seahawks is another part owner. Okay. Nifty. Nifty. Nift shop. So that's it for predictions. Uh, a couple other reflections, which I'm gonna, I wanted to put in here, but I haven't thought through for 2019. Do want to mention I'm thankful for our listeners. Uh, and not just the people who download the show, but the Slack community we have is... Uh, it's fantastic. There is, it's just people helping each other out, people willing to try things, people willing to, we had uh, people put together a GitHub account for modern testing to try and capture all our resources. Just all kinds of help and involvement in 
trying to spread the word on what we do. So a, b- a big shout out and thanks for everyone who helps out modern testing. So you it's had been, a 2018. Wait, we're 2019. You had a 2017 pr- prediction. I think it was 2017. Brent's having year math problems. Right. You definitely had a prediction, and it's not this time. <laughs> around moderntesting.org would become a thing. Well, we we wanted modern testing to be a thing, and no, modern. No, you specifically called out the website moderntesting.org, which which is just a link to the principles on angryweasel.com. Right, but uh, because uh, and here I'm just going to credit David directly. Um, he had the idea. Hey, let's let's start putting this on GitHub. Let's start organizing this. Let's get. Uh, uh, have the three do self-service stuff. I actually think uh, him being motivated to do that is going to help your prediction be true, albeit quite late, but true. Um, the We are really a show uh, about, of, and for the people, and it's great to see uh, the community uh, take charge and and starting to to add content. I can't wait to see what comes next. Yeah, that's the fun part. I can't wait to see what comes next either. Uh, other, let me. Do you want to get into predictions? You probably have some. I haven't. I have several. So it's funny. So last let's year, go, let's do some. Let's do some typical things. So the best of, right? Do you have that list? Uh, no, no, but I in my head I do because I did go overall. I did read through the podcast lists. Uh, so what was wh- the best episode? I I think I think some of these things you, are going to be really easy. You don't even need to ask. You don't even need to ask. Our hands down best episode of all time was the one that you weren't on. No, just kidding. It was <laughs> it was it was episode one hundred that had everyone on it. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, completely agree. That was fun. Uh, okay, I have predictions, but that was that was great. I think we covered a lot of ground. I, I when I look back on the air, I said, "Well, Brett and I'll just talk about the same stuff every time," but we don't. Somehow we don't. I looked back, and it's fun to see our thought process and of what we talk about, and the things change, which is great, and we're rolling with it. We're not stuck in the past. The themes are, I think, I mean, you can always. You can go back to episode one and see themes that we're still keeping alive today. So, I mean, we're consistent. We're, we changed the, the scale of the, the content. Uh, best book. Oh, gosh. I don't keep track of what uh, what year my books come out. I'm enjoying, except for the contrived, the, the contrivity example I gave earlier, I'm enjoying the Unicorn Project very much. Hmm. That's probably it's proximity because all the books are great when I read them, but I don't know what else to throw out there. I'm going to say, given uh, our our official AB testing declaration that 2019 was the year of DevOps, uh, the absolute most important and best book for this last year, and if you haven't read it, you still need to, is Accelerate. Okay, but it didn't come out in 2019. I don't care. Okay, fine. <laughs> it is one of my favorites. It's one of the books I keep. There are a handful of books I keep within arm distance of my desk at I home. think Accelerate 
is uh, if there was an MVP of books, I think Accelerate is an important enough book to be up there next to Product Development Flow. Yes, and actually, that's another book. And Lean Startup. Those are those are three three books that I keep within arm's distance of my desk yeah. at home. All right, uh, we talked about movies already. Uh, I did not do much podcast listening. Do you have a favorite? Oh, other podcasts? Yeah. Let me think what new podcasts I've added. I've been toying with podcast, like thinking about getting a new podcast player recently, but I haven't found one I liked other than the the old-fashioned one I'm using, but that's a total big tangent. I found, what's it called? Give me a moment. Let me bring up two podcasts that I discovered over the last year that I really like. Uh, One is... Speaking of DevOps, 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 it's uh, Arrested DevOps. If you get it, it's a play on Arrested Development. But Arrested DevOps is pretty good. Uh, good interviewers. Uh, I like what they do. They had I found the show when Nicole Forsgren was on it, and she was fantastic on her episode, and I've listened to every episode since. Uh, the other one I listened to is nothing to do with software, but, you know, I... I like trivia. I'm always adding trivia podcasts. Sometimes I drop them because they, they're sucky. But I like puzzles too. And the one I probably added most recently that I like is a podcast called Escape Escape This Podcast. And what it is, it's a verbal, it's an escape room done via conversation. Okay. So it says, you're in a room. Here's what you see. And then the host has to say, you know, here's what you find as you, as you discover things. And it's, uh, it's fun. I just like the lateral thinking of those things. And it's a, The problem is they're about an hour long. And most podcasts I can pause in the middle and come back. I need to kind of do these on road trips where I can listen to the whole thing. Okay. Because I, I kind of want to listen to 60 minutes all at once. But yeah, I've enjoyed that. My favorite new podcast is that one. Favorite one that the listeners would like is Arrested DevOps. That's an interesting concept. How about you, man? Oh, I, I get and it. I'm only like five or episodes in, and I'm way behind. It's been around for a couple of years, so I have plenty more information to go through. No, so th- because of the degree, uh, as I mentioned, if I don't spend time on 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 Xbox, right, you can pretty much guarantee I'm not going to do much on podcasts. Uh, Got to drive to work, man. Got to drive to work. Yeah, lately I've been listening to my radio station down in California. I noticed that they stream, and um, uh, those who are familiar with the station in LA called KROQ, uh, this year the famous uh, morning show, Kevin and Bean. Bean left the episode or left the show, um, moved to England, and. Uh, that show has been sort of a big part of my daily ritual for decades. Gotcha. Um, I do have a best TV show. Oh, interesting. Cause I don't watch much TV. Yeah. Um, Oh, Le- well, right, and you, I ne- you I, cut the cable. I, yeah, well Ish. you do, but you get all the same channels. I mean, <laughs> have you heard of the show? The masked singer. I have seen a commercial for it. This is actually good. Oh, it's awesome. Love that show. Um, I can't say enough uh, about it, but we're out of time and we got to predict things. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I, I will put it 
uh, on my list. I, ha- right. I have YouTube TV, so I'm sure they have recordings of it I can go find. You can. Just make sure. Uh, so it's very much about... You weren't going to go into it. I'll let you know. No, no, no. So just giving you a... It's a guessing game. You're trying to figure out who's in this mask. Right. Would so I have to know spoilers like ruin the fun really quick. And if you go up on YouTube, there's a good chance because of the search engine, you're you'll be watching something and then in the search box down below it'll be Oh, the peacock revealed, uh, as an example. Um so it's a lot more fun if you if you don't know the result. Alright. Cool. Shall we get into it? Uh I have what a wait, wait. whole bunch of predictions to be wrong on next year. Okay, and I don't have any prepared, but I'll see if I can come up with some. Okay. Go for it. All right. <clears throat> Let me start with the one that will drive you the most insane. Politics. I predict Trump will get reelected. Um, but I also predict... Uh, Pelosi will keep the house. Listeners of the show may or may not realize I am a libertarian, so that puts me in a position where I continuously either agree or disagree with you. Uh, I think both of the the two parties are wrong quite often, Uh, but none of my candidates will ever, 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 ever show up. I don't disagree, and, and just to be clear, uh, I have survived through presidents I have not agreed with for many years, and I'm okay with that. That's the way politics works. It's the way the country works. We're, uh, yes. What I don't agree with is a president committing crimes and having his party back him up because for, for party lines. That shouldn't happen. As an independent, um, I, I will say, and you'll see this in the reports, the majority of the independents, and I will lie with, I will stand with this. Uh, don't think uh, the impeachment trials are concluding uh, the way the Democrats are espousing. I do think if they continue focus on this, it will actually harm the Democratic Party, and that will be why Trump wins. Yeah, I, th- I think there's a good. Unfortunately, there's a good chance of that. Yeah, I'm still glad it's happening. Um. Yeah. Uh, All right. Move on to something else. Okay. Because I'm, I'm. If any other day besides after me watching six hours of impeachment hearings last yesterday, night, driving you crazy. Uh, All I, right. I would like to move on. Um. I'll just start at the top. So we spent a lot of time talking about DevOps. I am going to introduce a term I don't think we've ever talked about on the show. Oh God. And I think this term will mainstream. Next year. The term is AI ops. Interesting. Well, tell me about it because we have an ML ops. Uh, we, we talk about ML ops a lot at Unity. Uh, so I, I don't know. ML and AI are different. So talk to me about AI ops. AI ops. Uh, there's another term you may not have heard of, which is RPA. Um, and I forget the P, but it's robotic process automation. Okay. okay. Um, and by the way, Jason Huggins on the show, that was one of my other highlights of the year. Oh, yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, I completely agree. The croissants are selenium. Go on. Yeah. So 
DevOps is is essentially the dev team. In a nutshell, the way where the the name comes from is the dev team owns operations. It's not a separate team. You have to create in. You have to create monitors. You have to continuously monitor the situation. You have to respond quickly. Okay. Uh, that decision making will begin to move to artificial intelligence. ML ops is kind of a, in my humble opinion, sort of a nonsensical concept uh, because machine learned is, it's not decision making, but it's around gathering the data to make it easier to make those decisions. So I view ML as sort of a way to scale DevOps, um, but AI ops, where the decision is made by a robotic system, uh, will begin to mainstream uh, next year. That's a prediction. Cool. That's a good prediction. Go on. Um, MT will mainstream next year. What does that mean? Talk to me about. Uh, and I, I knew you would ask. Because um, I told you I'm good at asking questions. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, here's what I laid down. I will say up front that. Um, literally, it will be wrong. But I think from a probabilistic point of view, I will end up being more right than wrong. I believe that there will be one talk per major test conference specifically containing or about modern testing this next year. I think that could happen. I, th I I like that, and and I want to be because when I say about, I don't know that I don't know that qualifies as mainstream, but it definitely gives it closer to the tipping point. Uh, uh, yes, um, I think uh, on the tipping point discussion, I do with some of the, the things. The convergence of modern testing and AI ops and software by Alan Page. I no. do think one of the things that's a potential because I it, people following me uh, know I've been constantly looking for when's the tipping point when's the tipping point when's the tipping point i'm actually beginning to worry that that the tipping point will not occur because the tipping point of the next of postmodern testing will actually occur first huh right because if for example if ai ops does mainstream that that leapfrogs that that leapfrogs a lot of this stuff Sure. Um, uh, and I'm going to uh, comment on that one and get a prediction here myself because we could make that self-fulfilling. I could go give a talk on modern testing at every major testing conference. That's, I predict that's not going to happen. I predict that, uh, <laughs> once again, um, I, will, I will speak at exactly one conference in 2020. I, and to be clear and all, totally honest, I have no conferences lined up. I haven't. I've, I've said no to everybody so far. People are not asking me anymore because I say no all the time, which is great. But I will predict I will speak at one conference in 2020. Uh, it won't be a testing conference. It won't be. No, I'm, I'm. It may be a DevOps conference, maybe a Dev conference, maybe something else. I don't know. But I'm not speaking at any testing conferences. But I will. I do think I will speak at one conference. I don't know which one yet. Uh, I should probably figure that out. Just pointing out that I'm not going to make this happen by showing up and giving talks at test conferences. No, the thing is, is I'm like, hmm, 
I have a big gaping hole now in my life since I don't <laughs> since I don't have school. Maybe it's time for Test Bash Seattle. Oh, and if I do Test Bash Seattle, I can guarantee that Alan's prediction will be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Frank spends so much time plotting for my demise. Uh, uh, the uh, the other thing uh, on, on MTB, ma- I, I wrote down two criteria. One, I think a, a one talk per every major conference. And I'll even say not by us. And even potentially by people we don't know yet. Currently not a member, not of the three. I think MT attackers will grow. Yeah. I, th- I think we're going to start seeing, right now, 2019, we see a lot of passive aggression. That Right. I think it'll start being direct. I think that ha- I think name-calling will begin. I think that's inevitable. And that's, yeah. it, I mean, uh, name-calling should continue. I've been called things. No, name-calling on MT. Yeah, yeah. I've, no, I mean, you're a dick. I get that. When we people call that I've, out. <laughs> I, like, I, I, I can recall one conversation <laughs> about principle number five where I was told I was ignorant and wrong and, and harming the craft. Yeah. I, but I think we're modern. Te- I almost got deeply sucked into that one. <laughs> modern testing is a threat to those that, re- that make a living relying on testing as the primary way to reduce risk in the modern project. Modern testing is not the threat. The threat is the world's changing. We put a name on it. Like yes, that us we're those <laughs> people taking down modern testing. Does not save their I, careers. I know. <laughs> I deny change is what they're saying when they call me an asshole. Right. That's uh, fine. Whatever. And, and and to those who, like, we see the change going, and, and if they say, hey, we're harming the craft. No, we're actually not, because the craft is on its way to death. And I don't care about the craft. I care about the people who are in their skill sets, and I care about quality, and I care about helping those people trans position into the new world yeah and i will not be silenced Uh, blah 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 okay observability the term observability will kill the term testability um i have no idea how i'm going to measure success or failure on that i don't know so i look at that differently i'm gonna tell you why that one's going to be wrong now Mm. I look at my biggest two levers to improve quality are testability, which which includes the testing we do, like how quickly can we do the testing we need to do before we deploy, and operability, which includes observability among how we do de- safe deployments, et cetera. But I look at those as dun dun equal, and uh, with, I, now I can't paraphrase the quote of the damn show, but I look at those as equal levers I have to help improve the quality Here's of the Here's what I product. think is going to happen. So tell me tell me the difference. What's going what's gonna to rock my world? Here's what's going to happen. All right. As MT progresses, the term testability is brought up because of separation of disciplines. As MT continues and Dev takes over this, Testability isn't a word that's in that language. But we don't have a. Te- I still think of it as testability. It's all the work we do to make uh, all the code correctness and code simplicity stuff, that, and being able to easily write and enough that will, tests that will all disappear. 
that will all just so be wrapped into what does it mean to be a developer? Yes, and, and that's really what it's about. That and on that front, testability will become accountability. Look, sure, right? Yeah, I get that. But so observability is very similar to testability, except what we're now trying to look at is customer quality. We're going to have a whole podcast about this because I agree with you, but my, my definitions okay. and how it happens are different. Okay. So we're going to talk about testability and operability uh, at an upcoming podcast. Go let me, on. Let me go through. Uh, we have I people only, looking in the window. I only have a few things and I can go very quickly. I do think in 2020, we're going to start seeing uh, everyone becoming sort of a compliance expert. Gross. I it, it I, Gro I hate it too. Gross, but, I think, but necessary. I yes. think it'll be necessary. A personal note: I think I will start guitar lessons this next year. All right. I have a huge hole mentioned over and over again. And then on the sports front, I think the Niners will play, but lose to the Ravens in the NFC Championships and not make the Super Bowl. And this saddens me greatly and I hope I am wrong on that prediction on the the quick my sports front thank you for those I don't really <laughs> care about the Niners and and really really who does that's American football the one where you don't use your feet for our foreign listeners I predict on the Sounders front the Sounders will make the playoffs for the 12th straight straight year but they will not win the MLS Cup uh, they'll probably lose in the the conference championship the semi the semifinal conference championship but i do predict they will make it to the final of the ccl the Concacaf champions league where they will lose to one of the mexican teams not the galaxy they're not in they didn't uh, make, they didn't make the ccl yeah i only know two football clubs so all right <laughs> um and that's probably all i didn't prepare any predictions i gave lots of feedback on brent's Anything else really quickly here before we close up? I predict, I already gave you my conference prediction. I gave you that. Yeah, I'm going to, oh, here's one. I have, as long as Brent's known me, I've changed jobs every two years. The end of year next year will be almost two years in my, in my current job. I will predict that one year from now, I'll still be in this job. And we'll have at least another year after that. I think it's going to take me longer to work myself out of this role. That's good for you. It is, I suppose. All right. Uh, happy holidays. Happy 2019. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Once again, uh, I'm still Alan. I'm Brent. And we'll see you later. See you in the new year. Rock and roll.